Okay, last week we heard the sad news of Ken Robinson passing away and now he's been a very important person, particularly for Spencer um, and, and myself as well, but really super influential for both of us. And we wanted to talk a little bit about it on this week's episode of The Spencer Nick Show. Um, and so Spencer, I know that he's been probably the most important or most influential person in your life. Um, do you want to set up and, and tell us a little bit about him and then also tell us about your story of, of how you found out about him and the impact that he's had on you? Yeah, man, so absolutely. It's incredibly sad news uh, that Ken Robinson has passed away after a short struggle with cancer. But look, there seems no point in dwelling on that when there is so much amazing stuff that we can take from his life and all of the amazing work that he's done. And we can talk about some of the positives and, you know, not just impacting me, impacted me hugely, which I'll talk about loads, but he's impacted literally millions and millions of people all over the world. And he shaped how people look at so many different aspects of life, particularly, of course, education. Now, I, uh, I actually remember exactly where I was when I first encountered any of Ken Robinson's work. And it was when I was a teacher. So in about 2008, I was actually doing a master's in creative and media education. I was sat in a hotel in Bournemouth after a really challenging day of lectures and seminars and all these crazy things completely blowing my mind. And someone said, oh, have you seen his TED talk? Have you seen Ken Robinson's TED talk? And I hadn't. Um, it was about two years, two or three years after we'd done it, something like that. In fact, I'd never even seen a TED talk at this stage. I didn't even know what TED was. And so I saw it. I sat Who is down. Ted? <laughs> Who is Ted? Exactly. <laughs> and so I sat down to watch this talk. Um, and to say it had a profound effect on me is a massive understatement. It was the catalyst for probably the biggest change that I could possibly have gone through. I think that you're right in that to Ken Robinson... Um, probably is the most influential person that had the biggest impact on me outside of my closest family and friends. Like anybody that I don't know on a day-to-day -day basis, there's not a single other person that's had as big, a, big an effect on me uh, as Ken Robinson did. And when I sat down for that video, I knew that, I knew a few things. I knew instantly that my life was going to change. And I knew also that the words that he was speaking were going to resonate with so many more people. It had about 10 million views and was the biggest TED talk of the time. I think now that talk has had 60 million views. And I think that as sad as it is, I think that his, uh, his importance is actually going to increase over the next few years as well. Um, even though it's 14 years ago that he did first did that talk, Every single word that he said back then is as important as important today as it was it is right now. So yeah, he was an author. He was a uh, an education an educationalist. He was hugely into education, massive part of his life. He was an academic. He was a lecturer, a PhD. He was an author who wrote amazing books. But his real passion uh, came from a place um, that uh, that is all about him. It's very much his authentic self that comes through when he talks about creativity, the importance of creativity, the importance of education, the importance also of you doing the best thing that you can do and the things that you love. He wrote a book called The Element, which is all about trying to find, you find the things that you're driven by. The He sees it as this kind of integration or this... Uh, 
the the intersection sorry of the thing that you're naturally good at so what you have a natural aptitude for and what you absolutely love to do and the intersection of that he calls the element of course it's very similar to some of the things that we've talked about in the past nick about ikigai i guess that brings into uh, the additional elements of external factors of the thing that you need that the world needs and the thing that you can get paid for but essentially your element is is all about the thing that you doing the thing that you love and isn't it such a shame i think this is one of the things that he talked about quite often that he found it such a shame that there are so many people that go through life uh almost like on a treadmill that don't question that don't challenge that don't try to find alternatives alternative um you know, work and vocations that they actually enjoy to do, that people just do their work in order to get to the weekend in order to move on. I think they always felt that that was uh, a massive shame. Now, a couple of things that I want to talk about with regards to what Ken, because there's amazing YouTube videos, right? You should go and watch the TED Talks. There's at least three, I think, um, which are incredible. He did two main TED Talks and then he did the TED Education Talk as well. There's also an amazing video uh, put together by RSA and it's animated where they kind of draw out all of the things that he's talking about. Absolutely incredible stuff. So articulate, so funny, so poignant as well and uh, resonates with so many people. So there's a, but there's a couple of things that I really want to talk about. Hold on, before you do, I don't think you've made it clear the impact that Sir Ken Robinson had on your life. Yeah. Can you just clarify that? You're right, man. So, like he, like this, he he won't be happy. He wouldn't be happy with this, right? <laughs> because I know how important <laughs> he views education and how he, how important he views teachers. But he was the reason that I left teaching, the teaching profession. Okay, I still consider myself to be a teacher because I'm trying to help big people become better. I'm trying to help facilitate people's own learning but when I was actually a teacher as my title as well as my vocation um, he he basically was the catalyst for me getting out of that profession um, he and and I say he wouldn't be happy with that he he values teachers he hates certain education systems and he was very um, very keen on a revolution not just an evolution with regards to education systems but he valued the teacher he was a teacher himself and he, and he hugely valued that but yeah undoubtedly he was the catalyst for me leaving the teaching profession because he opened so what my eyes three? yeah just he opened my eyes to to the difference i think between education and learning education being the system the place where people go and learn it's built out of standardized processes standardized curricula standardized testing standardized approaches that you have to fall into this kind of narrow construct of what education really means and the difference is that with education and learning is that learning is natural it's organic we're born with the ability to learn and what actually happens is as you are educated your love of learning falls and at the same time, I come on to those three things that I think he was really passionate about and he actually talked about in one of his TED Talks. One of those things being the importance of curiosity. And curiosity is def definitely something which diminishes the more that you're educated. You can see with kids, my own children, how they're like a sponge. We've seen it so many times. They're a sponge of knowledge. They want to uh, be given more information. They are asking questions constantly. And eventually, over time those questions and that curiosity fall away. And I think that it's kind of almost educated out of people. It's the same with the second 
element that he talked about so much, which is about creativity. And creativity, I think his expression, I think this will resonate with you, uh, Nick, because you and I know you have a specific definition of, of innovation. But his view of creativity is uh, something new that has value, essentially. I'm kind of paraphrasing, but it's, it's creation of something new that has a value, that has some value. And his belief was that, again, that this, uh, the ability to be creative is almost drummed out with people through those education systems. We often talk about it, don't we, that creativity is a muscle uh, and it's something that you can keep on flexing. Mm. But if you don't flex it, like all of your other muscles on your body, they will start to wither away. And this idea of withering away was something which is really, really, uh, I think particularly in his last couple of years, there's a couple of recent, more recent YouTube videos that he's done where he's talked about withering. And if you're not allowing things to flourish, they will wither and die. And I think curiosity is one of those aspects which, which withers and dies if it's not allowed to flourish. Now, the third aspect of something that he talked about a huge amount, particularly with, with education, but I think it's much more broad than that as well, is the importance of valuing individuals. So individualism if you like and kind of diversity of thought and where different people uh, come from and the backgrounds that they've had this idea of every person is an individual and therefore needs to be treated as an individual and one of his TED talks that brings this to life so well because he had that ability to bring these things to life so well was he had this big audience and TED talks aren't very often hugely interactive but he got everyone to put up their hands if they had children and keep your hand up if you're if you have more than one children if you have two or more children and actually add your hand if you're a grand if you're a grandparent and you have two children as well so most people in that room have got their hands up there's a few people that are you know below 25 or whatever and perhaps haven't got children but then he kind of would throw in a, a, a hilarious joke like just a perfect joke would like but you do know children right you had experience of people they're a little bit smaller than, than the likes of you and I but they are so everyone's familiar with children and then he'd say do you ever get confused with your two children do you ever confuse who's who do you need a system of labeling uh, in order to determine who's who and who you should be talking to and who you're addressing and of course no one does because everyone considers and it's true that every uh, child is is completely different and so if your if you if siblings are different if your children are so different to each other then it rings true that every other person is going to be completely different as well so why would you put them through this batch processing industrialized view of education where everyone is treated the same and actually the most important aspect or characteristic that anybody has is their their, uh, the, the year that they were born. It's almost that kind of, if you look at the factory model versus a, an organic model, it's like that, that date of manufacture stamped onto someone's box and therefore you are in year three and you belong to this year group and therefore everything that you go is going to be based on your date of manufacture or your date of birth, which is completely arbitrary and inconsequential piece of information that we have because it has no relevance or very little relevance on, on who people really are. So some of these things just kind of blew my mind. And, it, you know, as I said, it, it led towards me leaving the teaching profession in search of um, the ability to help people to learn, to facilitate other people's learning in a much broader context without those very narrow constraints that formal education systems, particularly US and UK systems, seem to impose on us uh, and with the uh, you know, strange views that, 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 that the powers that be seem to have. Um, yeah. 
pretty important. So that's good. I feel like you've uh, you connected to the source there. You were definitely in the flow. So um, I can see how important, and hopefully everyone watching this can see how important Ken Robinson was to you, Spencer. And um, I think it'd be interesting as well for those of you that are watching. What was the most impactful thing for you that you learned from from Sir Ken? Um, could you share it in the in the comments below? That that would be really interesting to go through. I know Spencer would really like to read them particularly, and so would I. So yeah, if you could do that, that'd be great. And, and Spencer, is there anything else that you want to add Look, onto that before we wrap up? Nick, I I, I know that. There's another million things I could talk about. <laughs> um, but look, I think the important thing here is that if you're not familiar with what Ken Robinson has given to the world, then go and check it out. Go and watch his TED Talks, read his books. We've got two of them here. I haven't got The Element, uh, that book, which I think is the most impactful and most uh, the most influential on my life anyway, because that's all about doing the things that you love to do and finding your element. The reason I haven't got that is because I've lent it to so many people in the past that I, uh, I, I've forgotten who's got it. Um, but if you haven't come across his work, go and check it out. Um, I'm sure that many of, many of the viewers have anyway, but, uh, but go and check out it's out again. Um, you, I don't think you can watch these TED Talks um, enough. I think you should carry on watching them. You'll find more absolute beautiful snippets um, in every, every, time, every time you watch it. So go and, go and please check them out. Brilliant. Thank you everyone for watching. If you could help us out and press subscribe to this video, we'd really appreciate it. If you could give it a like, even better. Thank you so much. We look forward to seeing you next week um, in the same time, same place. See you later.